This is Black Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and, and sometimes, sometimes other, other shit. shit. Were you a little bit I gave unsure you a look, I'm like, about the intro? Wrong? Like, like, the... Is it gay? Yeah, pop like, what was the space you just gave? Like, I think I did it wrong again. I... <laughs> Guys, we record this intro every week. Yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. We do it over every time. We do not have a running recording. We give it to you live. I was going to say live. It's not live, but <laughs> you know, we do it fresh every mm-hmm. week. We keep it fresh. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Sometimes we mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> you more than I. <laughs> oh, oh, for yeah. sure. You know, yeah. I am definitely the delinquent one wow. in this pairing. Delinquent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Strong yeah, word. Yeah. But anywho, so we going to jump right into it because yes. we got a lot to talk about. There's exactly. just so much shit going on. There was, there was so much going on like the last like two weeks or the mm-hmm. week before whatever. And I know we had pre-recorded because I was in yeah, LA for the weekend. Um, but there was so much shit going on. And then I was like, oh, we didn't talk about any of that. And oh, well, it passed. <laughs> it's not relevant it anymore. Yeah. However, I do want to talk about the recent Popeye's fiasco. Oh, gosh. So did you hear about this? I didn't this? hear about it. This is literally just from like Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, that Popeye's was telling people BYOB, so like bring your own bun. And it was basically saying, if y'all want the chicken sandwich that bad, bring a bun and we'll put some chicken tenders in it. Shut and up. And people are livid <laughs> like they're just <laughs> they're just like you got the nerve to run out of the fucking inventory and now you want to be smart no, <laughs> now you want to get smart about it that like what so yeah so now i don't know popeyes you might want to chill it would being cheeky and controversial it it worked for you on that first round with the sandwich, but y'all need to take it down yeah, a notch to the top because it is not going to serve you. People are getting pissed about it. They're like, so oh, now so it only, is a joke. It's a joke. Okay. They were basically saying, get over it. Like mm-hmm. the sandwich is gone. Like <laughs> you want a sandwich that bad? Bring some bread. We'll give you some I chicken. I want the sandwich. <laughs> I want to taste it now because no one everyone's had I haven't had I'm it. just so glad I had it and I'm like I just but you, you only had it the one time sorry I only had it the one time but I just wasn't thinking anything about it mm-hmm. it was like my baby mama Al was like let's go to um, Shake Shack mm-hmm. and I'm like oh you gonna get a chicken sandwich why don't we just go to Popeye's they got a chicken sandwich right right now and this was because I just had been seeing it everywhere when I was traveling in mm-hmm. June. And then went to New Orleans and still didn't get it. Went to Popeye's, saw it, and was like, let me get this two-piece. <laughs> um, because I was like, that's going to that's gonna heat up well later mm-hmm. if I don't finish it. Um, which it did. Oh, I told that's that thing smart. down at 5 o'clock yes. in the morning on my last night. That um, is smart. But yeah. yeah, so I didn't get the sandwich and then came back to New York and was just like, okay, great. Let's go to Popeye's get a chicken sandwich. It still hadn't become this huge thing at the time. So I didn't think anything of it and didn't think it was going to be something I have to run back and hurry mm. up and get one of if mm. I ever wanted to taste it again. <laughs> and then it was like the the next week. Um, a, lot, a bunch of coworkers, or the end of the, there was like the next week, a bunch of coworkers were talking about it, like, oh, has anybody had it? It's all this crazy, it's this. And me and this one girl, were like, I mean, we had it, it was fine. <laughs> and then it was like, then it nuts. went just insane. Then it went crazy. Um, I'm, I'm I'm upset. I'm pretty sure they'll probably release this. Maybe they'll do it during the. Season. They should do it during holiday, like around Christmas. I was like, yes. if Popeyes is smart. Well, listen, I don't know. I'm not going to be like, if Popeye's is smart. What I think would be smart yes, <laughs> is to bring it back around right around Christmas time just for a week. Mm-hmm. Like, like super, like, limited time just for a week. They need to be like Dominique Ansel and limit the amount that people can get. Mm-hmm. So, like, no, you can't get more than two. Mm-hmm. Like, two per person. Sorry. Because what you good. have is, like, someone will send, you know, their assistant to go and get some for the whole office. Mm-hmm. Right? Now you got 30 sandwiches going out. To one party, and mm. granted, it's thirty people going to get them, but you don't know if that's just resale. Like, it's, it's at the point where it's gotten ridiculous, where people are reselling chicken sandwiches. Yeah, which is insane. So it's like limited to two per person, and like when you run out for the day, like you have a set amount for the day. When you run out for the day, you run out, and that's mm-hmm. it. So that way, you won't run out of the inventory before the week mm-hmm. that you've set out to have it, because you you. Basically, you portion off, this is how many we'll sell per day. Yeah. So we have as many as we need for the entire week. 
Because that's how they did it with the, with the cronut. Mm-hmm. Remember, it'd be like, this is how many they sell per day. And people would be lined up outside that bakery at yes. 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to get, get a fucking croissant donut hybrid. Like, you- that also costs like $5. Mm-hmm. And they would limit that you couldn't get more than two. Mm-hmm. And then when they ran out, they ran out. And you'd be in that line. And they'd come and they'd be like, mm, you right here. You're going to get the last one. Everyone behind this gentleman, sorry, come back tomorrow. Oh, God. <laughs> and people would. No one felt abused. No. Well, I'm sure people felt abused, but yeah, they took sure it. There were people they who took were it and they took it. like, let me not act up because I still want to come back and get this cornet tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I tried it. I was at Whole Foods. I got a dosant. It was like their version of it. Because remember, the cronut is a croissant oh, yes. donut. Mm-hmm. So Whole Foods had a donut croissant, a dosant. It was awful. I was like, I played myself. But we need to oh, because it was them. filled with something. You know, I don't like, oh, like yeah. custard and things filled. Like We need to go get the, the one from... They still sell it, I know. Tommy. Probably, but like the hype is gone. Yeah, the hype is gone. Right. Yeah, we should go get it. And we'll taste it. I'm trying and to... then we'll be like... Pfft. What was like, this all this, about? Then, yeah, we'll you know, walk outside throwing in the trash. Ew, gross. Oh, I'm not going to throw it in the trash if I spent $5 on it. Well, no, it's just like, kind of like <laughs> if something was hyped up and now the hype's not there. And right. then like, remember when like Magnolia cupcakes were like a big deal? Yeah. And you had the Magnolia cupcakes and you're like, oh, this is gross. You just throw it out. And people like, we were waiting on those. Yeah, I'm like, when did you ever throw out a Magnolia oh, cupcake? Oh, I've never thrown away a, I'm pretty sure I have thrown away I've a cupcake. I've never seen you throw away oh, a cupcake. Okay. I want one today. <laughs> And I was trying to do this Should thing. we go get cupcakes Let's today? go get a cupcakes or go get a cronut something. But oh, Lord. You know my favorite are sprinkles. But then yes, I was talking I to my friend sprinkles. and she loves Molly's. I don't think you'll like Molly's. No, 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 no. You could because sometimes Molly's, they fill their middle Mm-mm. with like frosting. No. Or they no, fill their middle with like it. chocolate. I like buttercup. What's oh, it called? Buttercup? Yes. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, yes. So. Yeah. We're I gonna, like buttercup. I'm going to do a blind taste one day. I'm going to have like, I'm telling you, it's buttercup for me. Well, I'm not going to get it wrong. Why you like buttercup? Because of their frosting? They're better. They're better. Even they're, the cake part? Yes, they're more moist. I like, don't believe they're better. It. Don't try to show up. I think you love sprinkles the most. No, I don't. Do you ever see me go to sprinkles? I don't see you. First, go- first of all, right. I'm yeah, like, not, like, I'm not <laughs> a big like dessert person in the first place mm-hmm. and cupcakes and all that good stuff. I have to really be in the mood for some sugar in that form. Like, even, like, chocolate, macaroons. Mm. Like, I love them when I love them. But if you just randomly give me a That's macaroon, true. it's probably going to go stale. I wonder, are you, do you, okay, so if I had to, obviously, I know this answer before I even question. If I had to surprise you with anything, like, say I'm, like, a random. It's like, listen, don't shoes. surprise. Shoes or wine? <laughs> give me some shoes. Wine, yeah. probably, right? Yeah, it would be wine first, probably, because... As much as I love, like, items of clothing and things like that, I think I'm more into ingestible things than I'm into, like, tangible, like, <laughs> keepsakes. I guess. Yeah, you're like, that was delicious. Right, yeah. because I'm like, I don't think I... There's, it's rare that I regret spending money on food. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, oh, we went out to a restaurant, I spent $150 on dinner. Mm-hmm. If that dinner was delicious, like, it was amazing, it blew my mind, I feel fulfilled. Like, That's my true. heart... It's full. That's true. <laughs> but like, it's, I could definitely come home and be like, oh, I, why did I buy these shoes? I never wear them. And now oh, I don't know true. where the receipt is and I can't return yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have at least two pairs of shoes that I, I know right now. I was thinking about last week, like, oh, I hate those shoes. Can you why did I buy them? them? Nope. Oh, I've had them too God. long. I don't know where the receipt is. Like, oh, my word. Yep. It happens. And that never goes. I'm like, I thought we were past that now. That's not true. I still get the hanger to buy something. I'm right. Like, or you make that. this like impulsive decision. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, Ugh. I have a pair of sneakers I haven't worn yet. I think I bought them in like June. Oh, God. <laughs> I haven't worn them yet. So, and they're cute. Mm-hmm. So I haven't worn them because I'm like, they're cute. But like, am I pressing? Yeah. Because I, I can take them back still. So I'm like. That's good. That's good. I bought, I gave, I cleaned yeah. out my closet again and gave some stuff to um, Steven, my friend he was visiting. And, um. I pulled out at least two or three shirts. One I, I wore one time at the club when we all went to the club. And then the gay guy was, was that passing like three me. Years he was like ago? three years ago. <laughs> and the shirt was cute. And the guy was like, oh. And he's like, are you wearing neoprene? And he was like, I was like, yes, I'm hot. He was like, I know you are hot. And um, I wore that shirt one time. And I gave it to Steven. And there was something I bought like two, three years ago that I loved on the internet. And then when it got to me, I pulled it on. And I'm like, I'm not going to wear this. I can't oh. wear it. I haven't, I haven't and return the stuff you buy online is like the biggest headache of mm-hmm. the world. I think Amazon is evil, but I give it up to Amazon. They have made it smart because yeah. you can just take your shit back to a Kohl's. That's pretty good. Why? Yeah. Do they own Kohl's? Uh, I think they have a partnership with them. Mm. Um, 
I yeah, thought Coach yeah, yeah. went out of business. Well, they probably they they got Amazon in on this thing so that they wouldn't think that about that. Because when we went in there, they gave me a coupon, and it was like um, it was like a decent amount. It was like twenty five percent off. Oh wow! Like my purchase. Mm-hmm. So then you know this fool was like, ooh, let's buy something. I'm like, no, we didn't come here to buy anything. Yeah, it wasn't like it said a free I item. Said, this is how they get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's they, why coop. That's why coupons were invented. Yeah, to get you to buy things that you otherwise weren't thinking about. And this is what's smart. Come back to return this Amazon item. I'm gonna give you a 25 percent off coupon at Kohl's, and now you're buying some sweatpants mm-hmm. that you otherwise didn't know existed until exactly. five minutes ago. I agree. Only reason, only thing that's good is they give you free money. You can buy right. one purchase in the store for free. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, hell yes. Right. And then, because then they try to get you to buy something else. Um, What's the name got me? Lord and Taylor before they, they closed down. Uh, why? But, they well, the remember we got those gift cards. How much from, did you have on yours? I think it was 100 bucks or something like that. Oh, you got $100 Or on? 50 I don't remember. It was a good, I didn't get I just one. know that I went to Lord and Taylor and they were like, done it was at the point where i was like "Ooh, can i buy these mirrors and these fixtures and they were like yep everything goes mm. um and i have enough money to buy one of those but i ended up getting like bras and things mm-hmm. but then i was like oh i still have a little bit of money left so then i bought these earrings that i still have never worn they're okay but then well, i ended up spending your own money? Uh, yeah i ended up spending ten dollars mm-hmm. and yes it was only ten dollars so that's how i justify I'm like okay girl don't trip it was only ten dollars but i was like i was supposed to come out of there with everything mm-hmm. for free. Everything How did I have to spend yeah. the $10? And also, too, you don't... I know I feel bad about buying certain things now because I don't want it to be a waste. It's like, I don't need this. And mm-hmm. I, if I wear it, then I want it to be... I, I'm just so thinking about now my carbon footprint and how I'm affecting things. It's like, I don't need this. It's just sitting in my closet. And then where do clothes go? When you did, you throw them out or you try to give them away. And you're like, I don't know where these are going to go after I'm done with them. I know where mine goes because mm-hmm. I leave them on my stoop with a sign. And five oh, minutes yeah. later, housed. And I'm pretty good with the sign. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty specific. It'll like say, say sizes, women's well. jeans, zero to four, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or like, women's dresses, sizes small, extra small. Mm-hmm. That's good. You see, you let us know of your sizes. I like that. Oh, zero, whatever. It's like well, zero no, to I'm six. not that size. Extra, that's why they're going small. out yeah. the door. Because I am not a zero or a two. So that's why I have to give them away. Okay. They okay. do not fit anymore. Okay. Yes, now she's a three now. It's oh, not even whatever. a three, right? Is there a three? It is a three, but okay. that's like children's clothing for the most part. <laughs> Women's clothing is not. Like, really it goes up two sizes. Size two and four. Way. Usually two, even four, numbers. six. Typically, yeah. yeah. Children's clothing will be like, like teenagers. Like ones and and stuff like that. Oh my god. Yeah. Anywho, oh, it's my, my baby mama coming home. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're recording at the house. Shout out. <laughs> um, so, we were talking, so Popeyes, that was a thing. Yes. We definitely got to talk about this appropriation thing. Are we going to get dark today or this, is this going to be appropriation dark. light? Light. Appropriation <laughs> light. Because we've talked about it before. We... Uh, we're going to continue to talk yeah, about it because it continues to it's be a continue thing. to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is a, a, a person that I know uh, personally, uh, one of um, Josh's friends. And so he had had an experience at a concert and then um, he reached out to the band to talk to them like on their social media mm-hmm. and the exchange he sent to Josh and he wanted to know what Josh thought really and then Josh wanted to know what I thought. Oh, so well, basically it was they, they were on stage, <laughs> the band, and in the middle of their set or sometime during their concert. Who's the band? The band is called Thin Pigeon, Thin and they're Pigeon. a rock band. Oh. I could not, like I said, I was trying to search for an image of them, which will make sense as I'm telling, telling the story. And the only picture that I could found, I couldn't really, it was a little bit ambiguous. The race of the, the, the band members was <laughs> ambiguous. What do they look like? Just just off, like, if you were just looking with well, your naked like, eye. They all look white. Yeah, like, okay, they all look a, white. Band of, the, a rock band of white people. Yeah, the okay. rock band of white people. <laughs> so, um, in the middle of the so set. So odd. Yeah, so odd. And I believe it's, it's a trio, two men and one woman. Mm-hmm. And the woman said to um, someone in the audience, um, you need to basically take out those dreadlocks. So you're white, you shouldn't be wearing it. And I, like I I don't know the exchange and what happened afterwards. <laughs> and then so um, my friend... Uh, well, Did the guy leave? I oh, you said know. you don't know. I don't okay. know. You literally I, just said you Yeah, I got know. this second hand. So I don't know. I should, ask, I should ask Josh what happened. But, you know, he... After the concert, you know, the guy who was there, the friend of Josh's, he, I guess was bothered by it. Mm-hmm. So he messaged the um, the group on their social media handles. There's a site where you can sort of go directly to them. 
And um, he said, for, I read what the... the read it. Yes. For a band who describes themselves as body image enthusiasts, I thought it was pretty odd that the first thing y'all did on stage was bodily was body shame someone. And so the response of the, the, the female um, band oh, member, there's boy, three, two guys go. and one woman. She says, wow, haha, this is hilarious. Are you really comparing eating disorders to white dreads? Don't come at someone who is actually black about a part of their own culture and tell them not to shame people who have privilege to take aspects from marginalized cultures and use it as a trendy accessory when it has actually cultural and his- historical significance. And to also take the message of what Thin Pigeon is about, struggling with an eating disorder, and comparing it to calling out racist appropriators. Get the fuck out of my inbox if you're going to be white <laughs> and out of your lane and out of your lane about it. Goodbye. And I thought that, and then my the friend, I don't have the other response because it will take a while to pull up. He just says, um, you know, I was just bringing this up. If I'm white and I can't speak on it, you know, then that's sad, you know. Take care. Blah, blah, blah. Aww. He's white and wants to call out someone for calling out the cultural appropriation. Aww. Yeah. How cute. Oh, I do have it. He says... I mean, he needs to go fuck himself. He says, body image is body image, isn't it? I didn't realize it was limited (laughs) to size or race or whatever. I can't. I just don't understand who you are to tell someone else how they should look. I don't think you'd like the same done to you. If my opinion doesn't matter simply because I'm white, well, all right then. Best of luck to you in the future. It doesn't. Your opinion doesn't matter because you're white. You know why? Because guess what? Yeah, people have been telling us, black people, especially black women, mm-hmm. what they should look like for a very long, a very time. long time. We're yeah. just not fucking here for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now we tell you to go ahead with yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. And what... Yeah, that's a thing, bruh. It's been happening. Yes. You, you now all of a sudden feel uncomfortable about it because you saw it happening to another white man. Mm-hmm. So you feel the need to speak up. Oh my God, a white man defending another white man. Yeah. Unheard of. And and for me, I just Pride, think... please. Like, I, I agree with you in that, in that point. I think I have a problem with it on so many different levels. <laughs> but mainly, I think it's... It's because people, I've had these conversations with numerous people, it's just like, of course, you don't want anyone to see, of course, in a perfect world, no one should tell everyone what they want to do, you know, how they should look or how they should feel. But I feel like sometimes people who are not a part of that group, I'll say white people, they miss the point. Right. It's just like, this is not about you as a person and how you feel in this moment. This is larger than you. And this is something that has been going on for a long time. So you could, you should... To me, it's weird that they don't understand. I'm not, I try to understand where this group is coming from. Right. Do you understand that this was something that this person is doing that was a part of a culture who was constantly put down for doing this? It was shame. You couldn't get a job. People thought you were dirty. People thought you were unclean. And now it becomes trendy because white people do it, basically. And right. now it's considered to be cool. I do think I did some some research on um, locks, just very very light research, and you know it doesn't. You know, with black people mainly, it comes from because people have done locks all over the world. No one can sort of pin down where it comes from. Europeans have done it. Indians have done it. It's it's something that um, it deviated from a lot of cultures, and specifically, they talk about East Asian Indian people like um, have done it for a long time. That was probably some of the earliest records of them doing it. But other people all over the world have done it. With black people, it became um, sort of large, and most people know it from the Rastafarian community, Mm -hmm. which is about sort of stepping away from sort of this European standard and embracing, being closer to how your hair naturally grows out of your head. Mm -hmm. That's where it comes from. So I think most of us in America and from, you know, the Caribbean know it, know that significance. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, it's not... From what I gather, it, it's black people don't own this. It didn't come from black people. It, it does at all. in America. Black people own locks in America. Yeah. And, and I tell you, who don't own locks, probably anywhere in the world, white people. So, <laughs> well, it did, let's, I think, let's get to it. I think where it's different from what I, from what the little bit of research that I, I did, it seems like there were white cultures who did it. It wasn't as well known and it wasn't, it, it was sort of like what we it's not traditionally how we look at it now contemporary mm-hmm. what we think locks are but they all did some form of that like their hair being locked and and so what of, was the purpose oh for well I, the, for they white folks 
Oh, they didn't talk about their purpose, and they didn't talk. I didn't re- go into the purpose for um, for Indian people, who they said that it was probably where it uh, like two or three. I wonder if for white people it was like when you like were being punished and you got locked up, and then they made you lock your hair. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying that, but I'm just yeah, maybe be funny. I would want to know what was the purpose. Though, yeah, I don't because know. it's it's obviously a very different thing for black people. When we lock our hair. You know, we see that as a form of beauty, mm-hmm. a form of beauty in, of our hair in its natural state. Yes. And, and but to me, and and I think what I what I realized because I did read some articles about black people interviewing white people who had had locks and mm-hmm. their views on it, and a lot of them were saying things I didn't agree with. You know, like you know, they just like oh, you know, I just didn't agree with what most. I think they were saying things like, why can't I do this? And you know, I've had no problem with it, and no black per no person of color has ever said anything to me about it. And it's just like, well. Who just because someone has said anything to you about it, maybe because they don't care, or doesn't mean that it's not an issue. And I also think that for them, a lot of them um, said that they appreciate it. It was like, this is something that I appreciate. This is something that I saw and I thought was beautiful and I thought was really cool. And I decided to take this on myself. I don't think that's a problem. Right. Well, that's the thing. That's the line, right? The difference between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Exactly. Estee Laundry actually has this really funny... Um, I think it might be in their stories though, Mm -hmm. not an Instagram post. It might be in a post, actually. You might still be able to find it when they're like, what's the line? Mm -hmm. Are you a cultural appreciator or a cultural Mm -hmm. appropriator? And it's like a quiz and it's like, you answer the question. If the answer is yes or no, then it takes you to this. And Mm -hmm. if the answer is yes, then it takes you to that. And that by the end of the quiz, Mm -hmm. they either tell you, you are appropriating a culture or like, fine, you're doing okay, carry on. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really, I mean, you know, Estee Laundry. They're like the um, the diet products of the beauty industry. Where they call oh, out, they call out the beauty industry folks who oh, need to wow. get it the fuck together. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's really cute and it's funny and it's interesting because it's true. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the that's the issue, right? It's where it crosses the line. But then also, what happens is the fogginess there, where people don't understand mm-hmm. where these things come from. And heard. so, like we were talking about this before, how my issue with white people with locks is that there are a lot of white people who think that black people's hair gets locked from us not washing our mm-hmm. hair, not grooming our hair, and the hair is dirty. So then when they decide they want locks, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you look filthy and disgusting. Your hair smells. Like, mm-hmm. this is not what locks is about. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you got this all wrong. You're trying to appropriate a culture you don't even understand or know anything about. Mm-hmm. You're sitting here talking about, oh, you appreciate it. Then why don't you learn a little bit about it then? Instead of just doing your version of what you think it is yeah. from your skewed white person's perception. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even have any black friends. You mm. don't even know any black people. You know what I mean? And, and it's and just I, like, who did you have this conversation with, bro? Yeah. Or where did you find out how to do this? Listen, <laughs> people will find a way. They had, when they were interviewing, like, and this is like eight people in two separate articles, eight or nine different people. And one one of the guys said that he got his hair done um, by, I think, a group of black women. I know, uh, that's group, right. And he said, he said it was the most painful experience. He was like, painful eight hours I had because I went there and they locked my hair for me. And he was like, well, Wait, I didn't they know. locked his hair in eight yeah, hours? Yeah, they started to try because I think they weren't as familiar with the te- It seems like the subtext I'm sure. They weren't familiar with the they, texture. And also, it's harder. You know, you have to put more They're like, in. get the crochet needles. <laughs> so, and, and... be here a while. And they talked about their experience as white people getting their hair locked and the perceptions that people thought of them. They were like, yeah, everyone, they was like, all of them across the board generally said people think that they're lazy, that they were like, they get so, they get approached to either buy weed from or people are trying to sell weed to them. And then what did the like two of the guys were saying, they say, it's in, they say there's this perception of people being very laid back. He's like, he's like, I that am. He's hipster, like, yeah, he's like, I had, he's like, I liberal. love that a lot of people that I met with locked basically, he was like, there's definitely much more of a, a chill vibe but he's like well everyone's not like that he's like I get that he's like people confess all sorts of things to me people want to <laughs> talk to me I'm sitting down they approach me they have conversations he's like also there's this thing within the community for him as a white person having drags of other white people always like recognizing him he's like I get the nod 
from all of the white people. He's just like, I don't see it if I'm in with, like, black people. He's like, I'm the only white person. But he's like, there's this thing with white guys when I see them. It's like you're a part of this exclusive club of, like, this chill, cool white guy who has locks. Ugh, ugh. And, I don't know why that disgusts me, but it does. <laughs> it's it's making me annoyed. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's just... Because it's not true. That's why. That's well, why it annoys what, me and it disgusts me. This is just one person who said, it's I don't... Like, uh, I, I don't know how... It, get I'm, over yourself. Well, I think he was just... It was a... Uh, <laughs> no, I know. I'm not yeah. a disgusting annoyed at him mm-hmm. I'm disgusted and annoyed at all the white people who are giving him the eye like oh he's this like extra cool extra whatever and and you know what it is though part of it is just the fact that like like I said black people innovate and we make everything fucking cool mm-hmm. so then when white people are allowed to do it without seemingly being ridiculed by mm-hmm. the black community it's like oh man he got a black stand <laughs> it's like no he didn't let yeah. me be very clear we are not he's not at the cookout yeah nobody's and, and like, checking and, for john over there yeah and Please. i think too it was <laughs> because i i was looking at it and i don't personally because there were a lot there was one black woman who was talking about her experience having locks and she had done it just because she's like aesthetically white I just woman? liked it. No, a black woman. Okay. She said I did it because I just think it's beautiful and I like it. And I like that that um yeah, I like how it looks. Mm-hmm. So that's why I decided to lock to lock my braids. And she's like, I can understand how someone of another culture would want to do that. But for me, and I think we've said you just have to understand, I think, where that comes from. Do your do your research. Because black people also we appropriate other people's cultures sometimes you know i think that as far as like i was talking to someone about like all the like uh you know the tattoos where we'll have like our our, it'll be written in like some quote-unquote like chinese characters or Mm -hmm. something or even with the certain things that you know people wear that are taken from other cultures you know that is a form of appropriation but that's the thing so again when we talk about appreciation appropriation i think that there's a line and there's also another part of that where it's neither of the two, but it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. So, like the tattoos. <laughs> if you get a tattoo in any language that you don't speak and understand, it's, it's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Weird. It's mm-hmm. like if it's Arabic, if it's Japanese, it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. You don't <laughs> understand the language. You don't read it. You don't write it. You don't actually know what they just put on your body. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. But I don't think that that's necessarily appropriation i don't think it's appreciation either i think a lot of it is bandwagoning and jumping on boards oh Mm -hmm. something's cool but appropriation again it's it's the same but like there has to be to me some gain there Mm -hmm. right so the white guy in the in the crowd at the show he's not necessarily he's inappropriated to some degree but not really because he's not making money Mm -hmm. off of having locks he's just dumb Mm -hmm. like perhaps dumb Mm -hmm. because i don't know what his story is that guy could be black for what what if he likes it what if he is just something that then that's an appreciation that we just have to live with Mm -hmm. oh well like white people be wanting to do we do and but he could also be black for all we know i always say i always go back to this my little nieces they don't look like me mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i'm sure when people see them out in the world they either get white or latina or i don't know what the hell she is mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but what you're not about to do is sit there and tell these little girls they're not black mm-hmm. my family ain't having it mm-hmm. <laughs> like their mother's not having it no my brother mm-hmm. certainly would not have been having it. Mm-hmm. So you might see my niece walking down the street with locks and be like, oh, word, Becky want to dry her hair? <laughs> and she's like, actually, my name is not Becky. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> like, And check you real quick. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I don't think it was appropriate for her to do that on stage because she don't know nothing about that man. That's true. Too. She sees someone who she perceives as white with locks. Mm-hmm. And then I it just to me it seemed petty. Mm-hmm. Girl, you stopped your show mm-hmm. to check me mm-hmm. about my locks. Yeah. Like maybe after the show you had a conversation with me, and then if you still felt like I was inappropriated, then you could have personally told me. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna need you to not with the locks because you're looking crazy out here. And then that'd have been that. Yeah. But like it was like this need to embarrass him. Yeah, and it's like and it's on a, a micro fan. level, yeah, and... it was it's petty. I get on a macro level, it's like you see a white guy, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like you're a white man in mm-hmm. America, it's fair game. Mm-hmm. But on a micro level, it's like okay, like let's just like sometimes we gotta just be more chill about that and just think of things on a human to human level. Yes, white men have pretty much fucked everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, as a whole, yeah, but individually, individually, no. yeah, and it's, yeah, I agree, yeah, individually to call this person out at your concert. Right. He's a fan, 
in the in a sea of all of these people and it's like well what does that do for him it's just like even if you felt a certain like you said i think it's sometimes we handle because sometimes people can be allies and you don't know that person's story right like you said he could also be a person of color and you don't know that so i think right. it's the way you approach that but who knows what homegirl was going through that day well also <laughs> too though you said looking at the picture they look white yeah so they're also but she she says she's black she says she's so black. there might also be something going on internally with her exactly. that she's you know what i mean she feels the need to be that super extra, you know, militant. I don't. I hate to use the word militant, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're that saying. super black forward person, mm-hmm. because she probably doesn't get acknowledged or recognized as being black, mm-hmm. and she has to be the one to put it out there every time because it doesn't walk into the room with her. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I can see how that can go. Mm-hmm. How, how that can get a little hairy. You know what I mean? Like I could just see. It's like, um, they're white people mm-hmm. where it's like the joke that like the girl who's like extra woke is actually half white oh, and she's yeah. dating a white guy yeah, and it's like, her. yep. Mm-hmm. Cause that does something. Yeah. And it, yeah. I think, <laughs> and, and I think, you know, if you're in that place, you know, especially if you're mixed or if you appear a certain way, I think it probably, you're in a space where people assume things about you. We live in America. People assume things about you and they treat you by based on how you look. So if people aren't sure how to place you and they're like, hmm, I think that requires much more inner soul searching to figure out how you want to be perceived. And then you're thinking, this is how I'm going to come across. Or you can't help how people see you. Right. Because if if I'm black and it's like, well, I know I'm black and I know these are the way people think about me because I'm black. Are people going to treat? So it's, it's much easier to accept versus like you're getting different signals when you walk into different rooms. Right, because you're like, I know I'm black, but then other people be like, what is you? Yeah. Every time you go somewhere. Yeah, and especially (laughs) you see how you're like, I'm black, and you see how other black people are with their black people, but then when you go in that room, the black people are like, they're "Eh, very different towards you because they're not sure. Yeah, they're not sure. sure. Exactly. They're not sure. And that, yeah. Yeah. But what do you think, sorry. Oh, but no, I was going to say, but Josh's friend 100% played himself because he felt the need to come and, like, rescue this white guy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like, ooh, a white guy defending another white guy. Mm-hmm. How original. It was like, mm, first of all, let me correct you. Mm-hmm. That is not body shaming. Mm-hmm. Like, it's we're, not body shaming. Because we're talking about hair, mm-hmm. and that's its own thing. It's its own Especially thing. when we start to talk about black hair, mm-hmm. the nuances of black hair, black hair versus white hair, all that stuff. It's a very different thing. And that, I think, is a very complex conversation that that man is not prepared to have mm-hmm. because he doesn't have the information about it. And so he stepped into some shit not even knowing what the shit was. Mm-hmm. Mind your business. I do think, <laughs> I do think it's... um. I do think he was coming from the place of... Yeah, I think he just missed certain things. He should have just been yeah. like, that was petty. <laughs> yeah, and I think maybe... <laughs> he have been writing And he's coming from the place of like, you can't tell anyone how to be or what to do or how to, how to look and what to it's wear. It's like, no, really? Actually, yes, the fuck I can. And no. guess what? Because everybody's been telling my black ass for I don't know how long. So, oh, well, you can feel like I can't, but yes. I don't care what you think. No, no, no. I, I agree with him that, of course, you can't do that. I feel like, yeah, if you call someone out, I think that you can. Everyone can have their opinion. She can get up there. This this singer can get up there and speak about how she feels. That's fine. Everyone can speak their opinions. But my thing is, it's also missing. Yes, in a, in a perfect world, we could walk around and say, you can't tell anyone how to how to be or how to speak. But to your point... Black people have always been told how to act or how to live or mm-hmm. anyone outside of quote unquote whiteness, and that's what I think people miss when. And I think when, when they, they get upset, come and when they want to come, and it's just yeah. like, well, no, 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 take a step back. What you're saying isn't entirely wrong, but you're missing context and you're missing Absolutely. story you're and missing background. The whole point. Yes, I think the issue was that she had a platform mm-hmm. and she used it to essentially like shame and embarrass a single individual. Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't like she got up there and was like, for all the white people in the world that want to wear dreads, and then maybe he felt weird Mm. because he was in the audience, (laughs) white guy with dreads, but she singled him out. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair. No, that's not fair. Where it's, this guy was very much minding his business and Mm. we don't know what he's doing. We don't know, like, what he does in this world. Mm -hmm. Like you said, he could be an ally. That man might be in the criminal justice system exactly. fighting to help you know black women with petty marijuana charges get, get you know go home to their kids exactly. like we don't know so mm-hmm. that's where you have to be careful so she used her platform which was a stage moment mm-hmm. to embarrass this single like individual mm-hmm. and that's where she fucked up yeah I agree but 
at the same token, Josh's friend doesn't understand the background and the context of mm-hmm. that and where she's coming from. Yeah. So, great. That was an individual, I guess, exchange between them, but, or whatever. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, but then he looks like the asshole. <laughs> because, like I said, he's getting involved in a much deeper, much bigger conversation not knowing or understanding the context of it. Mm-hmm. And so then the focus then come like ch- switches and shifts from she was wrong because she did this thing to, oh, now she got to come at you because now you out here looking like the, the ignorant white dude mm-hmm. who's trying to defend whiteness. And at the end of the day, it's entitlement and, and white privilege that you're trying to defend. It, it, the fact yeah. that white people feel like they can have everything and take everything, mm-hmm. including not only just like our hairstyles and things that are part of our culture, but our hairstyles and things that are part of our culture that you told us we should be ashamed of Mm -hmm. for having. Yeah. That's where it gets tricky. That's why I'm like, there's a certain thing where it's like, there's appropriation. But for me, appropriation to a degree has to have some sort of gain. Mm -hmm. And then there's appreciation where it's just like, you thought that thing was cool and whatever. And you probably don't still don't even understand the context that then there's that stupidity level where it's like, you don't even realize that it's like, you think this thing is cool and you want to take it on. But for so long, Mm -hmm. when we did it as a part of our culture, your people told us we were gross and disgusting. Mm -hmm. We couldn't get jobs. And we're told to cut our locks off. Mm -hmm. We want to work at fucking Six Flags Mm -hmm. and stupid shit like that. So that's where the white guys are missing it. You know, I never (laughs) thought about that because, yeah, I never thought, I like the fact that you, um, separate for gain, because I never thought about how that, how different that is, how that affects, um, excuse me, how that plays out. Do you think, because I was thinking I think one that's time I like was... racism. You yeah. Know, we oh, we yeah. call everything racism and it's like, well, that's not racism. Yeah. There's prejudice and then there's like, you know, all these other things when everything isn't racism. Yeah, racism like... has to have a certain degree of certain, there's certain elements I think that need to be involved to make something racist. I agree. So I think it's the same with appropriation. Do you think, I remember having this conversation with some boy that I was dating also a white person. And, uh, <laughs> you like you some white boys, huh? I like boys. And I've <laughs> dated just, I know I don't even mean to defend myself, but I've had this conversation with everyone, like what I've introduced. I feel like I say that to you a lot, but I know better because I've seen yeah, a lot of boys it. come and go, a lot But you know, when I tell even my people that I know that, you know, my fiance is white, even the, the guy before him was white, and people, oh, I can see that. I can see Ooh, that. Uh, oh, okay. I'd be, def- be like highly offended. Well, I've gotten it a number of times. A number of times. What, do they, first, what does that mean? What do they mean? That's what I say. Well, what do you mean? Because sometimes I, sometimes I don't ask because I've gotten it enough to know. I just, I can understand how they would think. I go, I get that a little bit how you, how you would say that. Maybe. Why? You think, I feel like people think as that, um, actually, I don't know. I think when you, people think that you have a little bit of education or you do things like, you travel or you go certain places or you live your life in a certain way um, that's very much like, oh, I want to learn about things. I think still people think... I wish somebody would. Oh, I wish. You don't, I, I wish I'd be in a room with somebody say that dumb shit to you. Ah, tear them a new one. Are well, you serious? It, I think that's I, so insulting and offensive. Think, and I think people say it not in an... Uh, but it's funny how people have said that to me. They it's go, oh, offensive. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a notion that oh, you've you've gained enough success and experience and money or whatever in your life that now you want a white person. Maybe that's me deflecting. I know some people have... Some people that's that wow. I, I feel like some people definitely have felt that way. Other people, I'm confused when and they it's say like, it to me. It's like, if you think that you? of me, you played yourself. Yeah, I'm like, why would you say... I, I wonder, because I've had close people say that to me. And I always right. wonder... I don't know where that comes from. I'm like, hmm. Do you feel like it makes it harder for you to defend that position because you are with a white guy? <laughs> no. No, because I know who I am. I think certain times I still have this thing and I'll be, I'll admit to it off the bat. I have this thing. So I was, it just happened to be yesterday, I think. And I was walking in the train station and I saw this black guy and then he was always oh, cute. And then he was with a white girl and I was like, oh. And then I had to remember, I was like, oh. And you're gosh. like, wait. Yeah, um, I was like, wait. Yeah, and I, I saw What's it with good the white for woman, the and I was like, oh, I was like, what, what's that story? Oh. I have I was, this thing where I'll see a black guy, he's cute, and I see him with a white woman, I'm like, ugh. And then I leave, and I'm still like, ugh. <laughs> well, I always have to catch that. I'm like, well, I... No, I'm joking. You know what's funny? I don't know. I go back and forth with that one, because I feel like sometimes <laughs> I do, and then I'll be like, girl, mind your business. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I have to tell myself, I like, why do you though. care? Like, yeah. you don't care. You don't know I'm like, people. you damn sure was looking at that white guy last week at the mm-hmm. train, like, damn, he's fine. Like, <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh, I appreciate that. Yes. But I think part of it is like, we. 
<laughs> I think it's because, you know, obviously it's a thing. And we got we got to a certain point in our lives where we were like, oh, well, we wouldn't care. Like, we would date whomever. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't decided. We're like, blacks only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we know and understand where that comes from. Yeah. And that it's still in us, even. Oh, it's definitely still That if we see a black person mm-hmm. in a relationship with a white person, all these, like, obviously historical, like, things come to mind. Yeah. and. And it's funny because that's a that's a, a, a self-realization that I think is hard for people to achieve. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to this white privilege and white entitlement mm-hmm. that white people just do not own and yeah. do not claim. And they, and they always to... get their ass in the grass yeah. <laughs> because they don't. And then they make stupid arguments like Josh's friend. Mm-hmm. And it's just well, like, Phil, okay, you know, I don't that was, care. Yeah, None of that person. matters. We're talking about the thing he said. Yes. We can separate who he is as a person from this thing that he said and clearly obviously believes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, right. There is a self-realization of where you come from mm-hmm. and how you feel inside as a result of how you've grown up yeah, and what you you've been up, taught yeah. and how you've been treated in the world mm-hmm. that you just don't have right now. Yeah. You don't have it yet, bruh. And, and that's I where you that's, are. Yeah, so take my word for it when I tell you you're playing yourself right now. And, and I don't want... And I feel a little bad because I sort of put... No one knows who he is. But, you know, if he ever listens to this, it's just like... It just... Like, we just admitted to things that we, how we feel, like, uh, sort of like me seeing a white person and then thinking, and then forgetting, I'm with a white person. Biases. Yeah, biases. We have biases. Yeah. So it's like, we all have those things. This is just about educating yourself and, and trying to take it a step further. And, and you know, one thing that I've, I've had a conversation with, uh, you know, sort of, otherwise, I can be very honest with, you know, the conversations I have with Josh, certain, certain conversations. But, you know, he was saying, uh, he's like, well, sometimes... You know, white people don't know. And I told, told you this earlier. Some, he's like, sometimes white people don't know. You know, it's, you know, we make mistakes. And I was just thinking to myself, it is 2019. <laughs> there is no excuse for white people to not know about racism and how they feel. And even pick up some pointers about how to go about it. I said, I always, I'm like, white people know about, you know, strains of species that never existed. Or like strains of species <laughs> that exist. Or like I said, bees and fruits and, and different animals. And they know what wing size they have. And, you know, where I'm like, white people do some research. Google, Everyone. Google, Google appropriation. It. And then they, you study shit. I'm like, we, we study shit. I'm like, it is no reason but, why you but should not know again, about shit. that goes back to a self-realization and an openness. Remember, we had a class at Brandeis called the study of whiteness. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the kids in the class were white. Mm -hmm. And I just remember I asked to sit in and audit the class. I Mm -hmm. wasn't a student. The professor said yes. There were two other black people in the class and I asked to be a part of it because the two black people were were talking about it one day and they were so fired up Mm -hmm. about the bullshit that the white students were saying. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I would love to sit in on this. And the professor was Indian. Mm -hmm. And she said, I could, it was me and another girl. She was also Indian, a dark Indian girl. Mm -hmm. And the white kids asked that we leave the class. They Mm -hmm. were like, this is a safe space and blah, blah, blah. And you know, I had a whole bunch of fire to give back, Mm -hmm. but I could see the professor was uncomfortable and wasn't sure what to do. Mm -hmm. So, cause I was going to be like, I'm not going nowhere. Mm -hmm. My tuition is the same as your tuition. Bitch, I'm staying. You could say what you want to say or not, but the professor looked so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if this is going to get her in trouble or whatever. These white people are going to go to the freaking provost, the president or whatever. (laughs) So, you know, have all the rich parents called school so so i was like we will leave i was like i'm only leaving professor so-and-so for you because i want you to be able to conduct your class Mm -hmm. so we left you know we was fired up and the two uh, black kids were in the class went nuts but it was this unwillingness to even be open to hearing about themselves Mm -hmm. what the fuck you take a class called the study of whiteness for if you didn't really want to know so basically what did you think this would be a class that y'all could sit around and talk about what? How mm-hmm. y'all got rich and raped, you know, and built this country off the slave, the backs of slaves? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would be very much a study of whiteness. Mm-hmm. But, like, what did you think yeah. this class was going to be about? And then the moment you got a little bit uncomfortable, you attacked. You mm-hmm. went for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, like, so there's an unwillingness to know and learn about yeah. it. So don't sit there and say you don't know... In 2019, you don't know. Well, maybe I didn't experience these things, but you can because yeah. it's happening in the world. In the you're world. choosing not to. Yeah, you're choosing. So shut your mouth. Yeah. So again, don't come to white man. You want to come and defend this other white man. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be checked, but you, you need to open up your ears and open up your eyes and understand what that person is saying. Yeah, I agree. He we... just wanted to get his point off and then was mad because she wasn't accepting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, and I think 
I feel like after that, I think this particular person was much more willing. It seemed like when Josh brought it to me, he was much more willing. He just didn't wanted to understand. And I think he's still interested in sort of trying to have those conversations. Because after, he probably doesn't, I would assume, that they don't have lots of people of color or black people So that's in why he was like, Josh, ask Stanley about well, this. Well, and I think that's fine. Because I, I think, think it's that's fine, fine too. But it's just but like... But I do also think that it's tricky because I think part of the reason why he can't accept it coming from her is because she doesn't look black. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And I have to, we have to find a good picture of this girl. But I also wanted to ask you about how do you feel? Because I remember like I was dating someone who was a white person and he wanted to get Tim's or something. And he came to me and he's like, I really like Tim's. I want to get Tim's. And I was like, well, get some Tim's. And he was like, well, is it bad if I get the Tim's? What? And I'm like, why? Okay, and now that's like, just getting ridiculous. Yeah. You can't wear Tim's now? He felt like he could not wear the Tim's because it was, he felt like he was, he was like, I don't want to be looked at like this white guy walking around and people are like, oh, he got it. And I was like, Tim's. Okay, and I'm like, so what? So, like, you will be, but who yeah, cares? Like, was, I've seen plenty of white people yeah, in like, Tim's. Wear I Tim's. See, I live in Sunset Park. It's man Chinese in this neighborhood. I see yeah. plenty of Chinese people in Tim's. Yeah, you see. I said you can wear. That's more Tim's. of a New York like type yeah. of. Okay. Yeah, and he. I don't know if it had the fact that he wasn't American. Maybe had something to do with that. But I remember this this whole exchange, and he really wanted those Tim's. Was he gonna wear them with baggy jeans and I, an eight no, ball jacket? No, like, he was gonna wear them with his <laughs> tight ass yeah, jeans. Yeah, with tight jeans, which all the boys which do now. Which all the boys like, do now too. And I'm like, black people don't own Tim's. I'm like. <laughs> Black, I'm like Tim. Also, Tim's and like at night, Air Force Ones or Uptown were not created by black people, right? And that's again, that's a difference. So that yeah. goes back to like we were talking about the gold nameplates, mm-hmm. and that was a thing that we did. Mm-hmm. That was something we were going to the jewelry stores like make this, mm-hmm. and like we put the art and the innovation and the whatever behind certain things. Exactly. Then then we owned it, mm-hmm. and then white folks came and was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, the carry earrings, mm-hmm. right? The door knockers with the name inside yeah. of them. That and was she, our shit. I was say, she did that before it was cool. Right, like, that was yeah. our thing. But she was the one who made it cool for the white girls to do mm-hmm. it. And now Carrie's doing it. The white girls want to do it. Oh, so now so-and-so is selling them for 500 bucks mm-hmm. or whatever. That's appropriation. Because mm-hmm. now you just ripped some shit that was prevalent in the black and brown community. And once it became cool enough for the white people to do it, it was chic. Mm-hmm. Now you want to upsell it and make a whole bunch of money off of it but y'all wasn't coming to Jamaica Ab. you didn't go to the Coliseum and get them carry earrings mm-hmm. carry mm-hmm. that's the issue so you want to wear Tim's no one cares like Timberland was just out here selling their Timberlands and didn't know that shit was going to take off in the exactly. black community in the way that it did black folks just adopted that like this is ours mm-hmm. okay yeah, I and know. I don't even think that black people like looked at it like that. Like if a, I don't even think black people saw a white person with Tim's and was like, "Oh, what's he doing with Tim's on?" No, I don't, I, yeah. I've never seen that. and I've never felt that. I've way. I've never seen that other night. I'm like, and then too, like to to your point, all of these things like culturally, I can understand a group a group of people will take something and own it, and then they also can put their own flair mm-hmm. and style on it. And then like you know, with the baggy jeans, or you know, just the way that certain people you know where they wear their hats or this. Certain style, how people dress. Because it's like, well, these weren't um, black designers, but it styled how black people style it, or how black and brown people style it, which is different from mainstream. That can also be taken, not taken, but that can be adopted. I don't have a problem with that either. You know, like saying like, uh, what's the word for it? Um... Yeah, I guess if white guys are walking around with do-rags, that'd be weird. Because it's like, <laughs> Bo, why are you doing it? Why you they got have, a do-rag? Because yeah. we know what, what black guys are wearing Yeah, it's like they're wearing for, it for so a particular reason. That would be weird. But, but it, yeah, I think... Uh, and you said black and you said mainstream, but that's a whole other conversation we're not going into. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because the, people consider it outside of mainstream. Just, just, you know. Well, I mean, these days. Well, these not days, so much. not so much. But no. the... Um, yeah, I was going to say part of it, too, is just like the... Like with the Tim's thing... It's just like Tim's just happened to be one of those things that 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 it was a constant. Mm-hmm. It stayed. Mm-hmm. So the other things around it changed. Mm-hmm. So it might have been worn with baggy pants, mm-hmm. you know, back in the nineties. But now the guys got the tight up mm-hmm. jeans and yeah. they wear it with their Tim's. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel like it was like Timberlands are construction workers' mm-hmm. boots. That that is what they were made for. Mm-hmm. That is what they were originally made for. So you always saw construction workers 
with Timberlands on, mm. we have Tim's come in either construction boots or field boots. Mm-hmm. Then we started coming up with names like Beef and Broccoli and stuff <laughs> like that. That was a little different. But yeah, it was never something where I think black people were like, only we can do this. Yeah. No, I, I don't, don't think so. black people care. So tell him he can get himself a little pair of Timberlands. Now, if you got Timberlands and locks, that'd be a different story. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and a name plate. It's not all girl. You do it with the, with the earrings with the too name in them. Much. That'd be a different It's like story. it looks cute, but still. Cut the hair, but it looks cute. That people be like, he grew up in the hood. <laughs> and on that note, you know what? And we didn't even talk about um with this guy from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, the white guy who grew up in Compton, who's dating Slick Woods. Oh. Mm-mm. And he's just like, you know, people come at him all the time. And he's a rapper. Mm-hmm. So they come at him all the time like, what the fuck? But he's like, this is all I know. I'm not pretending. I'm not putting on. I grew up in Compton. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. It does seem a little odd. It doesn't seem natural out of him. The really? way he speaks and Maybe. everything. Yeah. But it is what it is. Well, because, yeah. Because, I mean, even if you grow up a certain way, if you want to blend in with the other people, not blend in, you start talking, you pick up the way of speech. And maybe it's not, mm, I don't know. I have to hear this guy talk. Cause I can it imagine. just doesn't it it doesn't, it doesn't seem sound authentic. necessarily authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that like when he says certain things and the way that he says it, the to, like like his tonalities off. It's you know you you we all know like we've had like some white folks who's like they grew up in the hood mm-hmm. and they, they don't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Like there's no difference if you spoke to them on the phone, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And then you met him in person, like oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that always refreshing? You know it's I always mean? fun. You're like, <laughs> it's always funny. Yeah, you're like, oh my god. He doesn't have that. It's mm. like for him, it's like this is a white guy who's like, okay, you know, something going on here. Mm. Mm, well, okay. tr- I don't trust your gut. Trust um, your gut. I mean, I'm like whatever because I don't care. You no, know, I'm just I look saying, at the like, scheme when it becomes, things, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, maybe he's a very nice person. Um, but <laughs> on that note, we must go. Yes. Um, if you like this episode, mm-hmm. please rate. And subscribe. subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Black yes. Hipster Podcast. You can follow me at Always Fashion Week. You can follow me at Standrick W. You can follow Black Hipster at Black Hipster Podcast on e- G- on Instagram. G- right, I said that part, yes. but they what? can also write to us. Oh, you can write to us. Yes, at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Send us nice messages. DM us. Or nasty messages. Send me a nasty message. Yeah, I want to read it on air. I was going to say send us some pictures, but I was like, don't do don't that. Don't send us Don't do pictures. that. Don't send us pictures. If you slide in the DM. It better be podcast and mm-hmm. podcast only. Yeah. I don't do them things. Y'all no. playing games. No. 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 In the meantime, bye. Bye. bye.